Welcome to Seizure Salad with test subject Micah B, a salty, slightly cynical account of neurological disorders, the synaptic jolts that short-circuit one's world, and a search for answers in efforts to rewire the mind and create a new life. And now, Seizure Salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B side. This is really interesting what I'm going through. We're still in the discovery, like I said, still the discovery. First point, we thought it was genetic epilepsy. Maybe we should be recording for this part. I don't know. Oh, I think we are. Oh, well, we're recording. recording. Yeah, but I want to throw down an intro. Actually, oh. you know what? Screw the intro. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> everybody, everybody knows who we are, but I haven't introduced you yet. So let's go ahead and, and I guess we'll do that. This happens a lot, though. The The conversation side of Seizure Salad is, is it, yeah, we're we're not overly structured here because... I'm an epileptic, man. You know how our minds go. Sure. Yeah. Look, squirrel. <laughs> All over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, hi there. Ho there. Out there in Fuster Clug family epileptic land. This is Mike B-Side, your electrostatic meat sack and host. Thank you for joining us here on Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus. I have a special guest. We've been talking to him for a few minutes right now. And uh, it is my absolute pleasure to uh, bring this gentleman to the microphone, officially introduce you to Mark Defee. Mark Defee is the uh, founder of Seizing Life Coaching Program. This is really cool. Mark, how are you doing today, man? Doing well. I'm excited to be here. I uh, I know we just met a couple weeks ago, but already digging everything you're doing. So thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. And uh, you know, I've been looking at your website and digging into your your program and your backstory and. I am equally elated to be meeting you as well today. You do some wonderful things and, and that the way you've set up your program and stuff is really cool. It's, it's not just for the particular epileptic and immediate people in the family or caregivers. Um, this actually, uh, grows out to a, uh, community level as well. Excuse me. I'm pouring my next cup of decaf. Oh, I, no worries. I knew we'd be talking. So I made sure to have a thermos, <laughs> right? Nice. I found, yeah, I found out recently, and I don't know if it's the new drug med combining with it or if it's just that it happens to be one of my actual triggers, but caffeine, whoo, yeah. Yeah. So, unfor and it's one of my favorite things. So, I know. Decaf, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to topic um, seizing life, the seizing life coaching program and uh, kind of how you grew into this. I think before we get into the actual program, Mark, um, if it's okay with you, I I think some people would be incredibly interested in in kind of how you came to this and, and some of your backstory, because I think it's it's an incredible backstory. And I think there's no one else uh, more more uh, qualified to tell that tell about it than you. So <laughs> tell us what happened. Um, by the way, folks, uh, Mark happens to be a fellow epileptic as well. He's just on that other side of it where um, the ones who are in the early stages uh, are hoping to get. So that's that's where he's at. So he's just not some other dude. He's another dude with epilepsy. So that, that gives him some street <laughs> yes, cred. And that does, and it puts us in a rare group uh, that that I'm proud to be a part of, and I've been kind of part of our group for 24 years now. I was diagnosed in 1996 when I was a senior, or about to start my senior year in high school, and uh, unlike a lot of people living with epilepsy, I, I feel like 
the doctors were able to pinpoint what was going on pretty quickly. I had seizure or uh, concussions in high school football and basically it, it impacted uh, my brain on the left side. And so when I did my EEGs initially, uh, my, my first one was a, you know, sleep deprived one. They were able to see on the uh, EEG electrical you know, brain activity. So they knew it was epilepsy and not NES or something else. Right. But, uh, every time that, uh, it, it, I did an EEG and we got seizure results or, uh, activity results. It all came from the left side. And so very early on in my journey with epilepsy, neurologists and and they can never conclusively say but they said to the best of their ability we think this came from high school football and from the concussions you received and back in 1996 uh, the general public just didn't know a whole lot about uh brain injury yeah. and you know they they told me the the new rules of my life in terms of 8 hours of sleep minimize alcohol medication as prescribed reduce your stress as much as possible. So like we knew all that back then, especially around stress, yet there was never a single doctor who said, you should stop playing football. And in fact, I went on and had another concussion the second game of the season and kept playing. I mean, I, I, I just didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. And uh, I don't think I even missed a game. You know, I got a concussion. I was out a few days of practice, but was there for that third game. And I, Grew up in Texas in a, oh. a system. You yeah, know, Te- that... Texas is just one step down from God. Football, yeah. football, yeah, football is, wise. Is, yeah, yeah. And in the school I went to, my brother's two years older than me. They won the state championship his senior year, and that put us uh, with the most state titles for five A big school. So the the largest division within Texas, we had the most state championships. So as you can imagine. Uh, expectations are high and so is pressure. And I started playing in fifth grade. You start learning the Plano system of that early on, both the offenses and defenses. So when you get to that varsity level, it's really just planning on a week by week basis. So, I mean, this is something that I had been working towards all through uh, middle school and high school. And so to, to say to a 17 year old kid, Hey, it's totally up to you if you want to keep playing. I mean, of course I, I said, I'm, I'm doing it. Uh, but looking back on it, I, I learned a great deal from that team sport. So I am grateful for that. But, um, if I had known everything that was going to come with that decision, I, I obviously would have, uh, hung up the cleats then. Yeah. And, and it took me a few years. I have, um, uh, uh, tonic clonic seizures, you know, okay. uh, called grand mal back then. Since then I've had, uh, you know, focal, uh, non-motor seizures with the, the twitching and, and all that. Uh, the, the first few years were really tough. And I think everyone goes through this trying to get the medication set up appropriately. Yeah. Not, not only, the right drug, but the, the right dosage. And yeah. uh, I, I remember falling asleep a lot in math class and, or uh, you know, whatever it was my senior year and the teacher's understanding and all the other kids in my class, I'd, I'd known them for so long, but they also sat there going, you know, Mark's different. What's wrong with him now? Um, yeah. And, and yeah. people saw me differently. I went from being this starter on the football team, this jock to this person that, you know, I, I don't want to, approach him because uh, I don't want to trigger something and I don't want to see anything like that. And it, it changed my world overnight as 
I think a lot of us can relate to. Yes. Yes. I, I actually relate to a lot of what you, what you had just said uh, so much, especially being in the first two years of, of discovery of this. I mean, yeah, we still haven't pinpointed exactly where it's coming from. We don't, there's indicators that it could be that it's epilepsy, uh, but there's also indicators of NES. My first sleep Mm -hmm. study didn't, that I did with UC Health didn't register anything, but I did a sleep study at the neurology center in Glenwood. Mm -hmm. Um, And you just made me realize something. I need to hunt them down and get them to get that information because I did have my clonic activity. Whether or not it registered on their EEG, I don't know. But the my neurology team is missing some of the test stuff from the Glenwood Center or the center up, oh. up in the mountains. Um, yeah. And this is another this is another indicator of communication of clear communication and uh, kind of what you had said that the back then nobody ever thought to tell you, Hey, stop football. Nowadays, if they, if they didn't mention that it'd be negligence. It'd be oh medical. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's malpractice right there. Right. Right. My doctors immediately were like, all right, um, you should probably until we can figure out what's going on. Um, you really shouldn't be uh, snowboarding or caving or repelling off cliffs anymore. Time to tone it down a little bit, Micah, and definitely stay out of the water. So yeah. all the stuff I love to do up there is like, boop, gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you're right. And I got angry about that. Uh, how did you, going from being seen in, in one way to being seen in another way where, you know, I... I being on radio in most of the stations up there throughout my adult life and being an MC and announcer for live events throughout the Vale and, and Aspen valleys, people knew who I was. I was a bartender at, at the most popular brew pub in the Valley. So, um, I definitely had recognition town and, you know, kind of a little cocky, you know, had yeah. my, yeah. I was, and <laughs> then, uh, then it hit and a lot of people, they didn't know how to deal. And I love the way you put that because a lot of us, when we're in these early stages, we get angry and upset and feel maybe abandoned. And what I, what I gradually began to learn and I'm still learning and I self check myself when I get a little too angry or butthurt is that it's not that they don't care. A lot of them just don't know how to deal with it. They don't know how to support Am I, am I feeling, am I throwing them a pity party? Am I being too coddling? Am I being an asshole? How do I approach this? Um, so thank you for mentioning that. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, so you've been through this and you've, you have fought through all of this. And luckily, as you had said, you, you, you had like, you had the discipline from the the lifetime of football and stuff, and it sounded to me like you had at least a clear enough uh, diagnosis that that you were able to take steps to move forward. Um, so, what happened after that? Tell us what happened after. Seizure that. Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. The song Seizure Boy, courtesy of Watsky, and used with permission. Find more great music and poetry on his website, GeorgeWatsky.com. 
Original logo painting by Brent Olson of Olson Studios. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever floats your boat. Just keep listening. And join us again soon for another episode of Seizure Salad. Until then, remember, unexpect the expected and that it's all in your head. <laughs>